So good morning, everyone. Yes, it is morning where I am and where Jen is. I don't think it is where our guest is, but I could be wrong. Welcome to a, another episode. I don't even know what episode we're on here, about 3 million. Uh, how I met your mortgage. Uh, as always, I'm your host, Adam Smith, with Justin Tips. And with us, pretty much as always, is our marketing director, Jen Waybor. Good morning, Jen. I do know it is morning where you are. Yes, it is Monday morning. Good morning. Good Monday morning. Well, I will say that uh, having the podcast, uh, well, streamed as a video cast on Monday mornings does take some bite out of it being a Monday morning because this is always a fun thing to do and I get to see you and we get to see some really cool guests. And on that note, we do have a really cool guest, a repeat guest, a really well-liked and respected colleague in Mississippi of all places, Michelle Dugan. Welcome back to the show, Michelle. Hey, y'all. Good morning. Oh. Still, it's still morning here for another 29 minutes. All right. Uh, she threw that <laughs> y'all in there, which in five, getting my hillbilly to English translation correct, that means you addressing Jen and I, y'all. Correct. When yep. we're addressing mm -hmm. the entire audience, it's all y'all. Uh, yeah, or just 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 y'all still sometimes. Yeah. Still y'all can work. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so we're learning something new every single day. Um, and of course, it's really funny because Michelle and I are close enough as friends and colleagues that we actually had a lengthy conversation last week, just out of coincidence, without even really realizing that you and I would be sitting here doing the podcast today. That's so, right. Good stuff. And we weren't smart enough to come up with any content for the show today. <laughs> So, which isn't abnormal because we don't usually pre-script anything or even throw out ideas that far in advance on what we're going to talk about. Um, but if I had my druthers, we would probably talk about some things that are relevant to what's going on in your world right now, my world right now. There are a couple of things that our audience should probably know that are symbiotic ties that you and I have, namely that we are both mortgage brokers Mm -hmm. that we are broker owners, mm -hmm. uh, that we do originate as well. We're not just kind of overseeing what's going on in our brokerages. Um, yep. So things have been different this year, no question. It's been interesting. There have been mass exoduses, people leaving the industry in droves, retailers yep. getting pounded, uh, the margin compression. Uh, we had a huge bump in interest rates. The Fed met a couple of times. They've come back down. I mean, it has been a roller coaster ride in yeah. what seven months. Right. Yeah. It's well, funny because, like, I feel like over the course of my career, it's like you can think back to like certain points in time, and it was like, oh man, that was one of the most difficult weeks ever because rates did this and rates did that, and then it's like, oh, that was a crazy month because rates fell so much or, and it's like every one of those memorable events has all happened. It seems like in 2022, <laughs> like companies collapsing, people exiting the industry really fast rates, just being all over the place, all over the board, you know, the market changing so abruptly going from having tons of purchase and refi business to just all purchase business. I mean, it's, it has been quite the year, to say the least. Yeah, yeah. It's it's funny. We've uh, we've talked about this a lot in recent weeks and months. Uh, there's never really a shortage of people that need to borrow money. No, no. It, the narrative changes. Mm -hmm. um, we're certainly seeing. 
I don't want to say a major shift, but a little bit of a slowdown in the real estate market. We're not mm -hmm. seeing properties here in Denver where there are 30 or 40 offers and they're selling for a hundred grand over asking price on and on. It's become a right. little more 2018, 2019 esque, which Normalized. is still a, yeah. <laughs> well, unfortunately, normal is still a gross, gross housing shortage. True. But could properties be going up 10 or 15% a year instead of 20 or 25? Right. Probably. Should interest rates be higher than they actually are if the economy were really healthy? Probably. Probably. <laughs> you know, these kinds of things. But some of the things that have really, I don't want to say surprised me because I know that it's a reaction to what's going on in the world, in the economy. Um, the volume of cash out refinances for people doing things like paying off credit cards is mind blowing. Yeah. Uh, so many people felt that they had missed a significant window back in April into May when rates really started to go up. As soon as they dropped again, there was a huge influx of that. Yeah. Um, still seeing a lot of people remodeling because they don't think they can buy. Let's, right. let's stay and we'll remodel the house and make it what we want. Um, yeah. And the one that's really tearing at me, and I know this isn't a big brunt of your business, is the reverse mortgages. The yeah, we don't do any here, but I'm I'm, I'm hearing more chatter about them than I ever have um, in past years, you know, the, just because people have so much equity and that's part of it. Yeah, yeah. And then they're heading into, you know, they're getting into retirement and that's they part of it. Either they didn't plan accordingly or they've learned about the reverse mortgage and how that can like help supplement retirement even more. So, yeah, it's kind of a, it's a neat thing to see, I think, because it's an option that a lot of people just are not aware of. That's certainly a big part of it. Um, I don't know that prior to uh, doing so many of them, I would have looked at it for myself. And now I can't wait to be 62, which, <laughs> you, which looking at me would be right around the corner, but it's not. Um, so, yeah, I think it'll be an integral part of a retirement plan. But the one that's really bothering me is the inflation is crushing people on a fixed income. Yes. It is yeah. absolutely Looney Tunes what I'm saying. People in their 80s and 90s still working. Right. Because out of necessity. They, yeah. The, the number of people who said to me, if they hadn't gotten those government stimulus checks over the course of the pandemic, they wouldn't have been able to eat or pay their bills. That's yeah. I'm, that's I'm glad that money went to good use that way. Right. I'm, I'm glad exactly. that there was some, uh, you know, salvation in it as it were, but yeah, right. it's, the emotional heartstrings are, Definitely very, very difficult. So, yeah, I don't think that there's really going to be maybe Q1, maybe for a lot of the loan originators that really know what they're doing into Q2. It was calmer, quieter. Uh, I do blame myself for not, kind of after all these years, right, more than 20 years, not being a little quicker to react, to shift what the economy was going to do, what the market was going to do. Um, so Q1 for us was definitely quiet. Yeah. Uh, no question. I, I would have preferred to have a quiet quarter versus two. Um, and of course, now we're back in, you know, some kind of crazy mad swing again, which is fine. Right. Um, I right. don't know whether the idea here is to help as many people as you can. Right. So yeah, helping as many people as you can. But what did you see witness experience that was different in the first two quarters of this year than any other time in your career? Um, honestly, after... 2000 or like after 2020 and then 2021 
working so much all the time, it was almost a welcome change when things slowed down because I could actually be home for dinner every night. And I could, you know, I felt like, I don't know that there's ever like a true work-life balance in this career that's um, where you can say, yes, I live a very balanced life, but it was kind of nice to be able to like feel called up at the end of the day and not go into the weekend feeling like I've got to be able to set some time aside, you know, just to get called up, you know, because gosh, when we were doing refis and all the purchases last year, there was just not, you never had a minute to breathe. No. Um, the good thing was that put us in kind of, it was like, wow, we're not quite ready for all this volume. And so we had to do some really quick changes and adjustments to get our processes and, and flows and, you know, into better shape. And we did it quickly. And so now if, and when those days come back, we're more than ready, but because we put them in place, we're staying so much further ahead now than we ever have. So we're getting loans cleared to close faster. We're, you know, we're calling and we're saying, Hey, can we move up closing dates when so many people have been used to having delay things because everything was so backed up for a while. So that's been a fun change is just actually like feeling like I can breathe and like, Hey, like, you know what? I feel really good about how today went because I got everything done that I needed to get done. Or I'm only like moving over a few things to tomorrow that didn't get done today. So that was actually a really welcome change. Um, you know, being a mom of three and a wife and then having the business and stuff, it's always nice to not feel quite so overloaded at the end of every single day. So I didn't, you know, not that I want it to stay slow forever or anything like that. And it's, I wouldn't say it's really been slow for us. I mean, our numbers have been essentially the same as they were last year. It's just kind of shifted to where it's pretty much all purchase instead of mixing in some refis. Purchases, of course, come along with a little bit more work than a refi does just because you've got so many different parties involved. And um, But, we, you know, of course, we love our purchase business. That's what not only drives our business right now, but in future years to come as well. And um, so it's been like a lot of people have kind of complained. We've seen a lot of people exit the industry, but it's actually been a really great year for us. And um, I haven't you know, I don't really have anything to complain about here on this end. So, well, I certainly like the room to breathe. Yes. Um, even if it's only a little, it's certainly right. a little compared to 20 and 21. Yes. <laughs> and it's funny, if I'm not mistaken, the last time I saw you in person was in Austin, Texas uh, in February of 20. Does that ring a bell for everybody? Jen, am yeah, I yep. right on that? Okay. Yeah. And is crazy. it's funny because, yeah, which is crazy. So <laughs> right before it the pandemic, crazy. in fact, I think Jen and I went from Austin to Florida and the world started to, for PodFest, and the world started to shut down so dramatically that Jen and I were like, let's get an earlier flight out of here. Let's let's get home before yeah. we can't get home, right? Right. That kind of thing. And one of the things that we had focused a lot on in February of 20 in Austin was building up good systems, automation, mm -hmm. Uh, those kinds of things. We're going to automate as much as we can. We're going to systemize as much as we can because yep. we've got the time to do it. Right. <laughs> and that time to do it lasted for about two hours, I think. Uh -huh. And then uh -huh. all shit went haywire because of the <laughs> pandemic. Mortgage yep. rates plummeted shortly after. And then again, in fact, I don't know how much of our audience would pay attention to that, but it was so dramatic that I refinanced my primary residence twice. Yeah. I jumped the gun, refinanced it, you know, went from like four and a quarter to three and a quarter. And then again, from three and a quarter to two and a quarter. Right. Um, so, yeah, things were really, really haywire in that period. So we really didn't get to implement all of the great ideas and strategies and techniques and tools and tactics that we had discussed when we were in 
Texas in February of 20, probably until now. Right. Until this year. Yeah. And funny thing is that things changed over that time frame. If, yep. if nothing, we, if we learn nothing else over the course of the pandemic, we better learn that shit can turn on a dime. <laughs> right. yeah. So tell Without us, what does that look like? What kind of cool things have you done when it comes to systemization and automation? Yeah. What have you put in place this year? So we, um, so actually at the end of 2020, I brought on an assistant and her, her whole job was automation systems, getting all of that dialed in for us, just testing different things, figuring out what worked and what didn't work. Um, we implemented a system called monday.com. And it went, I mean, it was life-changing for us. So anytime we get a lead in now um, or somebody emails or they start filling out an application, it automatically drops into Monday. It's integrated with all these different programs that not only are going to continue to follow up with the borrower if it doesn't go into a full application or even once it is an application and it's pre-approved status, it's going to follow up with, you know, continue to follow up for us. Um, it sends out, you know, automated cards once you're under contract, once we receive an application, after closing, birthdays. Um, it keeps up with all of our realtors and communicating with them. And so it was really life changing to be able to have all of that in one system. And then also just to be able to look all at one page and I can look at every loan that's in process and I can see I can scroll down and say, is this loan locked? When does it expire? And I can see all of it all in one glance where Previously, I had it on an Excel spreadsheet. And so basically, Monday is like a really fancy Excel spreadsheet. But um, one of our good friends, Sam Parker, is actually who kept pushing me to automate things. And I was like, Sam, I just don't know how much I can automate. I'm used to being so hands on. I don't want to lose that connection with my borrowers and, you know, referral partners and stuff. And he was like, Michelle, for every five minutes that you save, like if you're typing the same email over and over and over every week, He's like, let's say you type it 10 times a week and it takes you five minutes every single time that you send, you know, you send one out. He's like, all of a sudden now you've got 50 minutes. It's almost an extra hour in your week. What are you going to do with that extra hour? And he's like, and that's just for one email that you're sending out. And he's like, so if you do that over and over and over, he's like, all of a sudden you can have all this time back that you can either spend generating, you know, spend own more business or you can spend it at home with your family. And, um, and that was my goal. Um, especially after the 2020 got so crazy, I was like, I will do whatever I need to do to be able to be more present at home and have more time with my kids. And so automation became very, very important to me. And, um, the thing I love about Monday is that we can constantly go in. It's really a, an organic program. We can just make any kind of changes on the fly. If there's, you know, a new report that I want it to be able to generate, um, you know, Paige can jump in there and just do 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 and all of a sudden it just works. And um, so she's really put this whole vision that I, I don't even think that, I don't even know that I had a vision of it being able to do all that it does now. Um, in the beginning, it was just let's try something better than what we're doing right now. And um, and it's been amazing. I mean, and it truly one, it's been incredibly time saving. Our business runs so much more fluidly and we love it. But that's been the biggest like change that we made was implementing Monday into our business, which I know in the mortgage industry. That's one thing I think that's beautiful about it is that everybody can have all these different processes and systems to you know get from point A to point B and on on down to Z. Um, and it works, you know, whatever works for you is what the best system is going to be for you. Isn't obviously. that the truth, right? Yeah. We all know that. And, right. And the one that you use and that you update. And so it's, um, it, but that, that was what we did. And what really changed business for us was just, 
you know, taking all these little five minute, you know, tasks and then have in automating them and finding a way to automate them. And then we're continuously just adding more things and looking, you know, we'll read about something or see somebody else that uses Monday and um, constantly kind of talking about it. It's um, one of our favorite things now. Wow. But that's what we really spent and focused a lot of our time on was just constantly working on that and having somebody in the position to where Paige could focus her time on that was huge because I couldn't take my processor and plug her in, you know, to that. But now because we've got so much automated pages processing and she's keeping up with all the systems for us and stuff. And so it's been it's been great. And we've loved it. Um, we're, we're big fans. We get we get uh, a lot of people that reach out to us and. Um, Paige helps them get all their systems set up and stuff just because she's so I, I mean, I'd be willing to bet that she's probably one of the most knowledgeable in the mortgage space when it comes to Monday these days, just because of how much time that she's spending it personally and then how much she's set it up for other people. So we're constantly talking about it and doing, you know, things like this, talking about Monday and helping others. And so it's really cool to be able to lend that to other people, too, and share that knowledge to help them help their businesses, you know, because we all we all work a lot and um and we don't have to kill ourselves to be able to have successful businesses so geez what an endorsement jen we should have Paige come teach it at the, the mastermind event this year <laughs> seriously she's she's really great <laughs> beat the two of them up about being here for that content that's amazing that is a rip-roaring endorsement for monday.com i know I'm like how it. can i paid by them because i'm talking about monday more than probably anybody like probably I, more than the people at monday yeah i actually saw a billboard for monday when i was down in miami for a hall of aim and uh i sent it to Paige, and i was like look i was like they need your face on this billboard like you you should be like the monday.com spokesperson um but that's it was fantastic yeah, that's it. and it's the thing is it's incredibly affordable too it's not some you know majorly expensive system. It's just using it, getting it set up and then doing it, you know? So a lot of our friends are on it now and I love it because we can all share kind of best practices or I tried this and it did not work. And what did you do to get this going the right way? And, um, and it's cool because it's still, it's completely designed the way that you want it to be. You know, nothing is like scripted within it. You get to like write your own content and emails and stuff. And so, and for us, it's been kind of a trial and run, a trial and trial and error, I guess. Um, but you like we'll implement an email and we're like, you know, we're not getting any traction back from this. We'll change it up the next week. And then all of a sudden we start seeing things work and it's like, OK, this is what works for that. And then, you know, just constantly tweaking it. And uh, but that's that that really was what changed our business drastically um, as far as automation and, and changes that, you know, we kind of talked about and dreamed about before it got busy. And then it was like something had to give and, you know. Unfortunately, we don't have the luxury of just always shutting down business once it's like once you're in the throes of it, the way that we all got thrown into it over the last two years. But um, I was really thankful that we were able to do what we were able to do while it was still busy and get it all going, because now that things have slowed down, it's really like, I mean, everything flows so well that we have so much more time. So that is really <laughs> yeah. cool. Yeah, that is really cool. All right. And there's got to be something else that you want to implement over the remainder of the year. What, what do you got your sights set on? What's next on the right? Why do you look like a deer caught in the headlights? I'm like, I, what, I don't know. <laughs> what am I working on? Um, I think I scared point, Michelle there. 
<laughs> so from this point, um, for the for the rest of the year, really. So we wanted to I wanted to get everything kind of lined up for us before we really started turning on the marketing and stuff again. Um, we got all the marketing, you know, recorded, ready and all in place. But I was like, once I turn on, you know, all the systems and we get the water going full blast. I want everything running in the background well, and it's all running very well now. So we're getting ready to gear up um, on some pretty major marketing campaigns and just let the, let it fly. So what does that mean? What, what, what are we talking about? When it comes um, to so social media has always been really big for me. Um, it works. It works very, very well, especially in my market because I'm very hands-on. Um, I know a lot of the people that I work with and when I get busy on social media, work gets really busy really quickly and we see a really quick response to it. And so, you know, when things were very busy, I didn't want to, post too much on social media because when I do business gets even busier and I didn't, and we couldn't accommodate it at the time. Now we can. And so it's, it's time, it's time to open up um, the social media. We're going to really start, like I said, just start getting a lot more involved and doing things the way that we know it works. I mean, it's, there's a system to it. There's a process to it. And when you know how to do it and you're, you know how to post and what to post, we see a huge, huge response. I mean, we're not, we're not a leads based business. So we're not dealing with buying ads, you know, or buying ad space on Google and things like that. Like I want our information in front of the people that we really want to work with, which is anybody that lives in the state of Mississippi, um, move up buyers, first time buyers, veterans, and we've got all the content we're ready. And so, yeah, we're going to, we're going to start you, letting it fly here. You don't want to try to sell me on your funnels system? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Fair enough. That's uh, not what we do. We've got them in place. Not that what is we there, do. But that is, no. that's not our business. And that's fine. That, that is some people's, but that is, that's not how we do business. And um, I wouldn't want to change it. So. Uh, I think you'll, I think the vast majority of what you're going to see in the exodus in the mortgage and real estate industries in the remainder of this year, next year, um, is going to be people that were conducting business like that. Sure. You know, uh, yeah. throwing out all kinds of stupid dollars on TV ads and radio and funnels right. and right. all kinds of other stupid shit that well, isn't, I don't, it's, it's not authentic. It's not transparent. Mm -hmm. It's not helpful. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's fear-based. How many people do, do you see uh, th this is going to drive Jen nuts and I'm over, I'm over it as far as my soapbox is concerned, but how much crap went around the, the interwebs regarding rates going up when the fed raised rates right now, the people who actually know what goes on. I'm not talking about right. the Facebook economists who don't know shit. And there are plenty of them out there. I'm talking about people who actually do know what happens that when the fed raises rates, mortgage rates go down that still promoted, described, explained the opposite, the general consensus, yeah. because people will act on fear. You better fucking hurry up and get a mortgage because the Fed's going to raise rates. No, yeah. don't hurry up and get a mortgage. Yeah. The Fed's going to raise rates. Let's see what happens. And guess exactly. what? Boom, we had like two huge days of mortgage rates going down, maybe even three right after. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, that kind of thing 
just ugh. okay so i did right. get on my soapbox anyway <laughs> so here i'm gonna step back down off of that sorry to everyone in my audience well but, that yeah. and um that and then buying uh all the trigger leads right now or what is you just, see this comment oh yeah. my goodness Thanks, it's crazy Chris. Hey, for those of you that don't know, Michelle used to be a model. Oh my goodness. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> that was a long time ago. But um, it's but the trigger leads are what's crazy. Now we, you know, of course, this is where I feel like one benefit of being in Mississippi is that everybody thinks that we're all poor and broke down here. So it's not as bad as you see in some markets. But I'm hearing like in some markets where people are getting 50 calls from trigger leads. And, you know, I'm really hoping that with us having you know the new backpack the the broker um, action committee up in washington dc that we can possibly see some sort of you know what i don't know that we can ever stop trigger leads no. but just make some noise about it about how annoying it is for consumers and then educating them on how to not have to go down that path with like the opt-out pre-screen that you can opt into and um but that's what i'm hearing from a lot of people in really big markets you know in la california all up in the bay area i'm sure colorado michigan i know is huge atlanta miami but um, that's got to be really annoying. You know? it? Yeah, it does. But you're going to we're going to see it because there's a lot of people out there that that's what they've built their business on is just leads and funnels. And they got, you know, they either have to go do something completely different or they've got to try to, you know, grab that low hanging fruit, I suppose. And it's uh, yeah, it it's not fun. And I don't have a whole lot of respect for the people that that's what their business is solely built around, but you know, maybe they don't and, respect mine and because it's I like to be boots um, on the ground and local order. It's, it's <laughs> I've got a client here in the Denver area. I think they're closing on their loan today. So let's call it 30 days ago, uh, ran through the normal application process. And I think he said between texts and phone calls, he had three dozen people reaching out to him on that trigger lead. For those of you in our audience, primarily the real estate agents that don't know what this is, if somebody pulls your credit, uh, a mortgage inquiry uh, mm -hmm. for your credit, then there are mortgage companies out there, origi uh, you know, origination, you know, consumer-based or direct-to-consumer type of based companies, whether they're wholesale or retail isn't really relevant. They will actually buy the data from the bureaus about who is having their credit pulled on a mortgage inquiry and then try to poach that business from whoever did pull their credit. Michelle, myself, you know, hundreds of thousands of other mortgage originators, most of them yeah. probably not behaving in a manner like that. But yeah, it's essentially a poaching type of technique. And that has become rampant because they didn't need to do as much of that the last couple of years and mm -hmm. now if they don't want to you know join the list of all these companies that are going out of business or laying off people in droves then their options are to ramp up their shitty tactics and techniques or to actually change the way they do business which right. is hard for a lot of these companies it's very very yeah. hard so yeah, yeah that's certainly a very very big deal mm -hmm. um and i just can't get past the fact that the majority of the industry is either ignorant about what is actually going on in the industry or knows and spins the story 180 degrees in order to get people to act on fear. Right. So very, very frustrating for me. Yep. Same. 
Same. And it, I think it's hard too when you've built a really good business and you have a strong reputation and you've always taken very good care of your clients. And then all of a sudden you've got some people that are, you know, you, you keep your clients updated and educated on why the fed raising rates does not make, you know, rise or raise mortgage rates, but then you're still going to have the people that have known and trusted you for years that are like, Hey, I just heard that this happened. And it's like, no, 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 no. Calm down, calm down. Or you've got the people that you've got years of established business with. And then there's somebody trying to poach them through the back door, you know, and undercut you and undersell you and all of this stuff. And it's like, we've spent years building up this business. And thankfully, like I said, it's not really something that I have to deal with in my market a lot because I would be half tempted to call those people myself and it might not be very nice conversations. And um, I'm glad I don't have to do that. <laughs> so, um, I still get the occasional piece of mailed propaganda from the last time I recorded a deed on my primary residence oh, yeah. last time I refinanced it. And one of them, I don't know. I had a minute in my day. I was curious about it. So I called and the guy on the other end who, and I looked up his license. He'd had it for sure. about six minutes. And uh, I, I said, Hey, I got this flyer and I'll be really transparent with you. Here's where I'm at. I'm on a 30 year at 50 LTV at two and a quarter. You know, what could you really do for me? And he says, well, I can't answer that without pulling your credit. I was like, well, <laughs> I think you probably could. What do you think you could do for me? I, I don't know. I, I have to see your credit. I'm like, look, man, let's let's look past that. I'm trying to help you here. Right. What could you do for me? And probably the proper response at that point is nothing. I mean, if you wanted to take some cash exactly. out, if you had other debts, if you want to do home improvements, if you had another property you wanted to pay off because the mortgage would be cheaper on your primary than on an investment or on a second home, we could look at those kinds of things. But really, when I come across a client who's got a two and a quarter on a 30 year fix with a 50 LTV, I'm going to tell them to just sit. Don't. Yes, don't do not anything. trust them. Yeah. So I reached out to the company and I said, hey, look, here's the interaction I just had with your brand new LO. And if you really want to be successful, if you really want to pull this through, train these people up, tell them to have these transparent and authentic conversations with people, be honest, teach them about what's going on, teach him why the Fed raises the key, the That's FFR, right. teach him about why that. that doesn't impact mortgage rates or when it does, it's in a positive manner, you know, train these people, educate these people, help them be authentic, transparent, informed, educated, so they can truly build up a business. And they basically said, yeah, thank you. That's not how we do things. Right. Okay. Because you're can't fucking Burger King. You, you <laughs> I can't remember the name of the mortgage company, but whoever you are, you're fucking Burger King. And your cheeseburger <laughs> is 10 cents less than the guys with the golden arches. And that's why people buy your crap, even though it's crap. Because you're yeah. 10 cents cheaper on the fucking cheeseburger. You've turned yourself into a commodity. Mm -hmm. A cheeseburger commodity. Yep. All right. I will end that rant. Do you even get the well. cheese though? Or is it like just a burger? I don't I mean, know. The cheese may be a little bit more, right? It's terrible. <laughs> it is terrible. Yeah. But unfortunately, a lot of how that goes on out there. And it's true for all of our real estate agent uh, audience and clients and so on and so forth as well. We know that there's commodity-esque consumerism going out there. We see it with the the, the open door and the 1% the, the listings and blah, blah, blah. We know that we're all kind of fighting the same struggle to make sure that people, our clients, our circles, our spheres are informed, they're educated, that they aren't afraid to reach out and ask. 
Right. Hey, the Fed funds rate went up and my credit card just jumped to 29%. What should I do? Ask. Yep. There are a lot of people out there that are willing to give you good, solid information. That is correct. Right. Yep. I, I've been ranting most of this. Uh, <laughs> Michelle, I, I know that your crystal ball is in the shop like mine is. Uh, yep. Still still waiting on parts. But what do you think we're heading into here? L let me ask you the end all be all question. Are we in a recession? Absolutely. Okay, thank you. I love that the government has changed the definition of it. How do you say it? It's funny how that works, right? <laughs> don't fool yourselves, people. And people have been asking for months and months, are we going to have a recession? We're in a recession. We're Let's, already in it. On. They Let's just don't want to call it that. Yep. yep. Take the glasses off and yep, see it for what it really is. If yep. not from an overall economic perspective, Talk to me about the mortgage economic perspective. What do you think that looks like? What's a timeline? What do you think rates might do? Give us some insight from somebody who's been doing this a long time. Um, I think that we're probably going to have at least another six months to a year, you know, of higher rates. I'm not convinced that they are at their you highest. You think they're going to stay where they are for six to 12 months and may go higher? I think that at some point they could go a little bit higher. Yeah. And then, um, you know. In that time frame. Right. right. Mm -hmm. Yep. And then I think that after that, I think, you know, it. they can try to hide the fact that we're in a recession for as long as they want to. But eventually they're not going to be able to manipulate the numbers any further and they're going to have to call it what it is. And once they do, then we're going to start to see all of the normal things that happen with a recession. We're already starting to see it in some ways. I mean, I was just um listening to something about the jobs report from last week. And it was these huge surprise numbers and all these new jobs created, but that was from the business um, side of things. But when you look at the household numbers with these jobs reports, a lot of these jobs that were created were second and third jobs for households. Why are they doing that? It's because they have to, to, to be able to survive. And why are they having to all of a sudden have two and three jobs? Because interest rates are higher because we are headed into a Credit recession cards, because we've got inflation. Everything is higher. Milk, yeah. Correct. And so they can manipulate things and try to, you know, tell us what they want us to hear for so long, but eventually the numbers are not going to be able to, you know, be fudged anymore. And once that happens, then yes, we will start to see these rates come down. The good thing is that, you know, our, is the real estate market slowing? No. Are we normalizing? Yes. So there's still a massive shortage of homes. That's not going to be corrected for at minimum, Decades. I would say, two to three years. I mean, oh, long, yeah, oh yeah, much least. longer. Yeah, it's gonna, I mean, and that's at minimum. And, you know, there we can only build so much so fast and we can't even get all the products to build. And so houses are going to stay in high demand. There is not going to be some big reduction in prices. And we're never going to see an 08 or an 09 the way that we dealt with it, you know, things back then. And so there's a lot of fear that's out there. But for people that are getting a mortgage and that want to buy right now, yes, your rate may be higher. The good thing is you're not married to that rate forever. You can refinance it when it comes down, just like 
credit cards go up, credit cards come down, housing, you know, mortgage rates go up, mortgage rates come down. So if you love the house, get the house. Don't worry about the rate as long as you can afford it right now, because it will at some point you're going to refinance down out of it. And whether it's going to be removing mortgage insurance or because the rates are lower, you know, you're going to be in a better position at some point, even if you're not in the most ideal financial position for that particular home today, as long as you can afford it. And that's the home that you want and you want to grow into. Sometimes there's a little bit more squeeze on the front end, you know, so. So it sounds to me like you expect a lot of your buyers these days to refinance in 24. Most likely. Yeah. I mean, I'm hoping that it's 23 just because, you know, some of them are already wanting that relief now, but you know, it's, it's hard to know for sure. I mean, I would love if the back end of 2023 is when really we really start to see these rates come down, not just a quarter, but you know, a half a point. Are we going to get back down to two and a quarter on a 30 year fixed? No, I don't know that we'll ever see those days again. Cause I don't truly think we probably ever should have seen them. We shouldn't before. have. Right. No, falsely but, um, suppressed. Yes. Right. Right. But, but yeah, I think that every, everybody that we're financing right now, I'm, I feel quite certain that we're going to be refinancing them again at some point. So if you're out there and you are doing mortgages, don't ever lose, you know, touch with your database, stay in front of them, keep connected, talk to them, call them, write them, send a carrier pigeon, whatever you have to do, because you're going to want them all in your sphere for many years to come. That's one of the biggest points we make here at Just the Tips is if you are not in touch with your past clients, they are now somebody else's prospects, That's probably right. Michelle's. <laughs> right. So, and yes, I know that we're running over Jen, so bear with me because I want to get Michelle booked for another episode. And when we do it, I want one of us to remember to talk about this because I've got a very different school on it. I think we've just about seen the peak of where rates are going to go pre-recession. And I know it's let's call it beginning of recession, early sure. part of recession. I don't think that I can give the federal uh, uh, government and certainly not the Fed themselves, not that they are, uh, don't misunderstand, the Fed is not a political group. It is not controlled by uh, politicians, that kind of thing. Uh, what goes on at the Fed is supposedly independent. We all know that, you know, well, follow the money. Woodward and Bernstein were right. The dollars yeah. make shit go round. Um, I think that we're going to see rates begin to trickle down in Q4, that we will have no longer been able to hide the fact that we're in a recession at that point, that they will come down quite a bit next year, 23, that a lot of people buying homes today will refinance then. Those that are on the fence, missed the boat, you know who you are, you've done it before, <laughs> will, or maybe you'll be an idiot like me and jump the gun and have to refinance twice. <laughs> um, we'll probably uh, refinance then in 24. But, you know, the bottom line with these economic indicators and all of these different pieces that make the global economy, the pendulum swings. And we don't know how to keep it in the middle with tiny little changes. It swings way the fuck back and forth. And you just kind of got to catch what's good for you at one of those swings. You want to refinance your mortgage? Yeah. Catch it where it swings way in the opposite exactly. direction. You want to pay off all those credit cards when the interest rate is low? Catch it up in the opposite direction. Those kinds of things. Um, but make no mistake, all of you, recessions make fortunes. Yep. Historically in this country, look at the Rockefellers, the, the Carnegies, the uh, all of this. For 200 years, fortunes are made during recession. So keep your eyes wide open. 
do not stick your head in the sand over these next 24 months. And yeah. I will stop there. Jen, <laughs> other than making sure that everybody knows what we're pressuring Michelle and her team into when it comes to Mile High Mastermind and coming to talk <laughs> about Monday. Another good plug for Monday in there. You guys better start paying Michelle for that shit. Um, but yeah, tell us what else is going on in the wide, wide world of Just the Tips. Yeah, so you can find out everything by texting tips to 63566. The biggest thing is the Mile High Mastermind, which is about five weeks away-ish, September 16th and 17th at the University of Denver. Um, we've got some cool content lined up. Um, and we from... still have some tickets. Yes. Okay. Yep. Tickets are on sale. Um, we're going to do some more panels this year, get some different perspectives and stuff. Ben Lavender has committed to come talking about short-form video, oh, so... I mean, if anything, come listen to the British mortgage guy. Like, Your sold, favorite right? British mortgage yes. broker. I know. Whatever. All right. I got a tank top last week from him, so I should know that by now. I have I a long sleeve tee that's uber soft. <laughs> um, but you can also like get, a, you can get a copy of Adam's book, Just the Tips. You can find recent episodes of the show. We are almost completely booked for 2023. I've got about four spots left for next year for guests. So if you're interested in being a guest on the show, isn't that nuts? Um, Definitely reach out about that. Uh, You can book a free hour of coaching with us. All the things. Just text tips to 63566 to find out all the things. So cool. Michelle, thank you. I know carving out yeah. this kind of time on a Monday morning is no small feat. Dugan, we no, love you. Always, always time well spent. Love seeing y'all and getting to chat. And, yeah, and we'll get to again. Uh, I know one of the things you and I did talk about last week was another event that you, the three of us and some other people are planning a private event. Um, so, yeah, we'll get some more time doing, you know, Zoom type of shit like this to hash right. out details, I'm sure. So thank you, Jen. Get You're Michelle welcome. booked on another episode. Of course. And... Yeah, I guess that's really about it for the rest of you. Thanks for uh, tuning in. Uh, If you do want to catch us live, that is on Monday mornings at 1030 Mountain Time. Uh, You can always catch us in syndication if you want to watch the video cast on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, all the things, and the podcast on Apple and Spotify. I got it? I got all that right. That's probably the first time. We're almost almost through five years of this, and I think I got it right for the first time. learning all right jen run the extra take us home uh thanks to everyone for tuning in bye y'all